0: Chapter 22 Rescues from Serpent Bites, serpent Bites, Mirika, Bapazeheb Bhuti, Amir Shaka, Hemadpan, Baba's Opinion Regarding Killing of Serpents. <clears throat> How to Meditate on Baba, the Preliminary. No one has been able to fathom the nature of the form of the Almighty. Even the Vedas and the thousand tongued Shesha are not able to describe it fully. The devotees also cannot know, but only look at the form of the Lord, for they know that His feet are their only refuge. They know no other method for attaining the supreme goal of life except meditating on the holy feet. Hammerpun suggests an easy way of devotion and meditation as follows. As the dark fortnight of every month wears out gradually, the moonlight also wanes in the same degree. And on the new moon day, we do not see the moon at all. Therefore... When the bright fortnight begins, people are very anxious to see the moon. On the first day, the moon is not seen, and on the second day, she emerges as a thin crescent. Then the people are asked to see the moon through an opening between the two branches of a tree, and when they begin to see through this aperture eagerly, the distant small crescent of the moon comes to their sight. Following this instant, let us see Baba's form. Look at Baba's posture, how fine it is. He's sitting with his legs folded, the right leg held across the left knee. His fingers... Of his, his the fingers of his left hand are spread on the right foot, on the toe are spread his two fingers, the index and the middle ones. By this posture Baba seems to say, if you want to see my true form, be egoless and most humble and meditate on my toe through the opening between the index and middle fingers and then you will be able to see my light. Now let us turn to Baba's life. Shirdi had become a place of pilgrimage on account of Baba's stay there. People from all quarters began to flock there, and both the rich and the poor began to be benefited in more ways than one. Who can describe Baba's boundless love and his wonderful knowledge and his all-pervasiveness? Blessed is he who could experience these. Sometimes Baba observed long silence, which was, to, which was in a way a dissertation on Brahma, At other times he was pure consciousness, bliss bliss incarnate, surrounded by his devotees. Sometimes he spoke in parables, at times indulged in wit and humour, at times he was quite calm and at times he seemed enraged. Sometimes he gave his teachings in a nutshell, and other times he argued at length. Many a time he was very direct. In this way he gave varied instructions to many according to their requirements. His life was therefore inscrutable, beyond the ken of our mind, intellect and speech. Our longing. To see his face, to talk with him, and hear his leelas was never, sa- was never satisfied. Still we were overflowing with joy. We can, we can gauge the showers of rain, capture the wind in a leather bag, but who can measure his leelas? Now we deal here with one aspect of them, namely how he anticipated and foretold the calamities of his devotees and warned them in time. Bala Saheb Miruka Bala saheb miruka, son of Sarada Karkasaheb was a mamalata of Copagon. He was going on tour to Chitali. On the way, he came to Shirdi to see Sai Baba. When he went to the masjid and prostrated himself before Baba, the usual conversation regarding health and other matters commenced. Then, when Baba sounded a note of warning, "Do you know our Mai? As Balasahib did not understand, he kept quiet. Baba continued, "This is our dwarkamai, where you are sitting. She wards off all dangers and anxieties of the children who sit in her lap." This must Mai, the presiding deity, is very merciful and is very merciful. <clears throat> she, is the, she is the merciful mother of the simple devotees, whom she will save in calamities. Once a person sits in her lap, all his troubles are over. He who rests in her shade gets bliss. Then Baba gave him Udi and placed his hand on his head. When Bala Sahib was about to depart, he again said, Do you know the Lamba Baba, Long Gentleman? namely serpent and then closing his left fist he brought it under his right elbow and moved his left arm like the hood of a serpent and he said he is so terrible but what can he do to the children of the Dwarkamai when the Dwarkamai when when the Dwarkamai protects what can the serpent do all who were present there were curious to know the meaning uh, of all this of all this and its reference to Miraka, but none had the courage to ask Baba about this. Then Bala Saheb saluted Baba and left the masjid with Sharma. Baba called Sharma back and asked him to accompany Bala Saheb and enjoy the Chitali trip. Sharma came to Bala Saheb and told him that he would go with him, according to Baba's wish. Bala Saheb replied that he need not come, as it would be inconvenient. Sharma returned to Baba and told him what Bala Saheb said to him. Baba said, All right, do not go. We should mean well and do well. Whatever is destined to happen will happen. In the meanwhile, Balasaheb thought over it again and calling Sharma asked him to accompany him. Then Sharma went again in, to Baba and after taking his leave started with Balasaheb in the Tonga. They re- reached Chitali at 9 pm and encamped in the Maruti temple. The office people had not come, so they sat in the temple talking and chit chatting. Balasaheb was sitting on a mat reading a newspaper. His upar- uparani Uh, Uparani Apadota was spread across his waist and on it a snake was sitting unnoticed. It began to move with a hissing sound which was heard by a peon. He brought a lantern, saw the snake and raised an alarm. Serpent! Serpent! Balasaheb was frightened and began to quiver. Sharma was also stunned. Then he and others moved quickly and took sticks and clubs in their hands. The the snake got down slowly got slowly down the waist and moved away from Balasaheb and it was immediately done to death. Thus the, this calamity which was uh, prophesied by Baba was averted and Bala Saheb's devotion in Baba was confirmed. Babu Saheb Bhutti A great astrologer named Nanaseb Dengele told Bapu Saheb Buti, who was then in Shirdi, Today is an inauspicious day for you. There is danger in your life. This made Bapu Saheb restless. When they as usual came to the masjid, Baba said to Bapu Saheb, what does this Nana say? He foretells death for you? Well, you need not be afraid. Tell him, let us see how death kills. Then later in the evening, Bapa Saheb went to his privy for easing himself, where he saw a snake. His servant saw it and lifted a stone to strike it. Bapa Saheb asked him to get a big stick, but before their servant returned with a stick, the snake was seen moving away and soon disappeared. Bapa Saheb remembered Baba's words of fearlessness. Amir Shaka Amir Shaka was a native of the village of Kohale In Copagon, Taluka, he belonged to the butcher caste. He worked in a commission agent at Bandra, Mumbai, and was well known there. He once suffered from rheumatism, which gave him much pain. He then remembered Allah, God, left his business and went to Shirdi and prayed to Baba to receive to relieve him from this malady. malady. Baba then stationed him in Chavadi. The Chavadi was then a damp, unhealthy place, unfit for such a patient. Any other place in the village, quahale itself, would have been better for Amir, but Baba's word was the command and chief medicine. Baba did not allow him to come to the masjid, but fixed him in the Chawadi. Every morning and every evening, every alternate day Baba went to the Chawadi in a procession and slept there. So Amir got Baba's contact very often. Amir stayed there for a full nine months, and then he got a disgust for the place. So one night he death he's still st- stealthily left the place and came to Kopagon and at a Dharamsala. There he saw an old dying Fakir who asked him for water. Amir brought it and gave it to him. As soon as he drank it he passed away. Now Amir was in a fix. He thought that if he went and informed the authorities he would be held responsible for the death, as he was the first and sole informant and knew something about it. He repented for his action, namely leaving uh, Shirdi without Baba's permission and pro to Baba. He then determined to return to Shirdi the same night, and, and retreated, remembering and muttering Baba's name all the way, and reached Shirdi before daybreak, and became free from anxiety. Then he lived in the and, perf- and in perfect accordance with Baba's wishes and orders, and got, hi- and got himself cured. One night it so happened that Baba cried, cried at midnight, ''Oh Abdul, some devilish creature is dashing against the side of my bed!'' Abdul came with a lantern, examined Baba's bed, but found nothing. Baba asked him to examine carefully all the place and began to strike the ground with his satka. Seeing this leela of Baba, Amir thought that Baba might have suspected some serpent there. Amir could know by his close contact with Baba the meaning of his words and actions. Baba then saw near Amir's cushion something moving. He asked Abdul to bring the light and when he brought it he saw the serpent caught up there, moving its head up and down. Thereupon the serpent was immediately beaten to death. Thus Baba gave timely warning and and saved Amir's life. Hemadpant, Scorpion, Scorpion and Serpent. 1. At Baba's recommendation, Karkasaheb Dixit was daily reading the two works of Sri Ekanath Maharaj, namely Bhagavat and Bhavata Ramayan, and Hemadpant had got good fortune to be one of the audience. When the reading of the works was going on, once when a portion of the Ramayan relating to Hanuman's testing Rama's greatness according to his mother's instruction was being read, all the listeners were spellbound. Hemadpant was one of them. A big scorpion, none knew where it came from, jumped up and sat on the right shoulder of Hemadpant, on his uparani upper First it was not noticed. But as the Lord protects those who are intent on hearing his stories, he casually cast a glance over his right shoulder and noticed it. He was dead, It was dead silent, not moving a bit here or there. It seemed as if he was also enjoying the reading. Then, by the Lord's grace, Hemadpant, without disturbing the audience, took the two ends of his daughter, folded them, and brought them together, enclosing the scorpion within. Then he went out and threw it in the garden. On another occasion, some persons were sitting in the upper floor of water just before nightfall, when a serpent crept through the hole in the window frame and sat coiled up. A light was brought, though it was first dazzled, yet it sat and moved its head up and down. There, Then many persons rushed there with sticks and cudgels, but it sat in an awkward place, no blow could be dealt, but hearing the noise of the men, the serpent went out hastily through the same hole. Then all the persons present there felt relieved. Baba's opinion: one devotee named Mukhtaram then said that it was good and it was good that the poor creature escaped. Hemadpant challenged him, saying that serpents should better be killed. There was a hot discussion between them. The former contending that serpents and such creatures should not be killed; the latter that they should be. As night came on, the discussion came to an end with, without any decision being arrived at. Next day, the, the question was referred to Baba, who gave his settled opinion as follows. God lives in all beings, all creatures, whether he be serpents or scorpions. He is the great wire-puller of the world, and all, be, and all beings, serpents, scorpions, etc. obey his command. Unless he wills it, nobody can do any harm to others. The world is all dependent on him, and no one is independent. So we should take pity and love all creatures. Leave off killings and be patient. The Lord God is the protector of all. Bhav Shri Sai, peace be to all. Sri Satchitananda Sadguru Sainath Maharaj Ki